This is the EWN Podcast Network. Welcome to Success Street, the podcast that brings you the information you need to safeguard and optimize your payment acceptance process. This has never been more important as cyber breaches are on the rise along with the need for touch-free and online credit card processing. Join your host, nationally recognized credit card acceptance and e-commerce expert, Jennifer D'Angelo, as she explores the latest trends in essential business operating solutions through conversations with industry leaders, reviews of emerging technologies, and discussions of innovative tools and techniques. She will provide the business resources you require to expertly manage change. Now, here's your host, Jennifer D'Angelo. Good morning, fellow listeners of successstreet.net. I am just delighted to have Liz Dedier here with me today and share her magnificent story. She's a 20-year, five-time entrepreneur and advocate of women in social justice. Liz Dedier empowers women through her flagship sales for entrepreneurs to make money and create change. Liz brings wit, wisdom, and when she speaks on podcasts at the conferences on women's empowerment, sales and money, she ties it all together for you. Liz is the proud owner of the sales school for entrepreneurs, not just solopreneurs, but otherpreneurs as well. And today I would like her to share her story and where she's at today. And then she has some nice surprise for you at the end. Liz, tell us more about yourself. Oh, goodness. Big question. Um, so where do I even begin? Um, self-employed single mom. I think that's a, always a jumping off point, right? A lot of women identify with that one. Uh, 20-year entrepreneur, started my first business in the womb. Just kidding. Uh, <laughs> started my first business when I was 18. Uh, so I had 10 years as a side hustle, and now I've done 10 years full-time. Uh, first business I started was actually cleaning out clothes and uh, from women's closets and selling them on eBay uh, back before it was cool. And back when you had to like code the pages to make them fancy, did that as a side hustle and some other things um, for about 10 years alongside building up my corporate career in retail, uh, working in stores, then working on the wholesale side as vice president of sales and marketing for a casual luxury clothing line, did executive search for a number of years, and then culminated my uh, professional career at Carter's and Oshkosh at their corporate headquarters, where I pretty much wrote their training program that they have for their retail associates. In that role is when I found out I was pregnant three weeks into the job. So, uh, you know, that was just kind of the conversation I had with myself that was, you know, if you've ever wanted to do this entrepreneurial thing, mm-hmm. you've either got to do it now or you're going to have to wait 18 years. Like that was just the conversation I had in my head. And there were some other things going on behind the scenes with my daughter's father where I was like, yeah, I'm going to be a single mom. Like this is not, not for me. So, um, So that's when I decided to start a business. The business that was presented to me was a, uh, uh, like a, like a franchise, um, type company, uh, that did web design and it made sense to me. I wasn't afraid of it because I'd had 
the previous experience kind of getting inside websites with my HTML for dummies and, you know, that sort of thing. Like I could code a little bit, but I'm not going to start a Facebook, you know, um, but playing around in the back end of websites wasn't scary to me. And I'm kind of dorky like that. So I love geeking out and learning about more things. And what I recognized in the marketplace was that 10 years ago, um, to be a small business owner, it was now known that you had to have a website. So that conversation had progressed to that point. Now, a lot of small business owners were really like handcuffed to their web designers from a technology perspective and also from a, a cost perspective. Um, and my solution came in and provided them with a really cost-effective platform where they could have the ability to get in and change things as needed. So it was great. Started that business. It got me out of corporate, um, started running that, you know, full time. And through that, um, working in the small business community, I got introduced to the women's empowerment, entrepreneurial community, life-changing uh, for me, really a catalyst to getting me out of the relationship to the women's empower, you know, having that girl tribe, right? I mean, that was everything. And also building me up as a woman in business who's going and growing through this kind of turmoil in the background. Uh, also through all of this, technology is starting to change. You know, the DIY sites are starting to pop up. Social media is becoming more nuanced and metriced as opposed to just having a presence. And I didn't want to keep up with it to that extent. Um, and I'm not about to just sell a product because I can. It didn't align with me anymore. Also, my clients are starting to ask me more questions like, how did you say that thing? What's the strategy that I need for this? And I started recognizing that they wanted a website, but they weren't really sure on who their person was, what problem they were solving, how they differentiated themselves in the marketplace. So I was basically building a business strategy, a marketing strategy for them under the guise of a really cheap website. <laughs> I learn, I teach pricing because trust me, I've done it all wrong. Um, so yeah, I just kind of grew into organically uh, stepping away from the delivery of the websites as technology started to grow and change. And also as the client conversation started to kind of grow into the, the strategic side of things. And I enjoyed that more. Um, had a really ugly couple of years where I didn't know what I was. I was like a business marketing coach. I had no idea. I had like seven brands under one year kind of a thing emerged on the other side where my clients actually named the company selling with service. And then as I really refined the woman I'm working with and who she is and what her needs are, sales school for entrepreneurs was born because that's what she resonates with. Yes. And you also created your own website. Oh yeah. Entrepreneurs.com. Yep. It's brilliant. Yes. It's, it's amazing that um, business owners don't um, really want to work with you until they know you care. Right. And that comes across on your website so clearly. Thank you. And yeah. It's, it's so well written. Um, and I've all, also thought that if you really want to go to a school for hard knocks for sales school for entrepreneurs, you've got to go with somebody that's created a few businesses and actually had a couple of hard knocks. Yeah. 
and don'ts and willing to share them humbly so that you can get off a bad path, get onto the right path, or tweak what you're doing and doing more of it and not being shy about it. One of the things I loved about you when I first met you, Liz, is that you had confidence. You were the first, one of the first people that stood out in my mind. Yeah, I think I'm a little intimidated by this person who's just introduced myself, but this is the kind of person I want to talk with because no bones about it. You're going to tell it like it is. So I knew you through eWomen. And then the day that we met to have lunch that day with Annie, I'll tell the backstory to that. I shared it over lunch, but I'll, I'll share the backstory here. So we're, you know, I, my friend Annie and, and Jen and I uh, know each other through a women's networking group. Annie is the pollinator and connector of all people. Um, I was having a hell of a day in court as my ex always was dragging me back in for some shenanigans. Uh, this was January, 2020. So pre-COVID, right pre-COVID, um, he takes me back to court. I'll explain in two seconds what happened that day, which was fascinating. Um, but after court ends, I get on the phone with Annie and I was like, and she lives an hour at the time, like an hour and change from me. And I was like, I have to drive. I just have to go somewhere. Like I need to just shed my energy. I'm coming to see you. Like it wasn't, I don't ask her, <laughs> what are you doing? I'm just like, where are you? And I'm coming there. She's like, well, I'm going out to a networking lunch with a uh, Jen and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, cool, I'll be there. She's like, okay. <laughs> and I just show up. And, yeah, yeah, exactly. And you're so cool. You're like, all right, let's do this. Um, yeah. We were meant to meet. We were meant to meet. Exactly. So. Exactly. So here's what happened. If you want the real dirt, can we get into the dirt? Sure. That's what so, um, so my ex is an alcoholic. He's just a horrible individual, narcissistic, the whole nine, whatever. So he's been absent. And you know, out of treatment, not in treatment, not in recovery, just no. also self-centered and damaging. Yeah. I mean, and it's everyone else's fault and, you know, n never paid child support and, you know, all this other stuff, but wants to be father of the year whenever, it shows up in court. So he gets a, you know, wild hair up and decides that he wants to be father of the year again. So after he hasn't seen her in almost two years, uh, takes me back to court for, uh, for modification of a of the, you know, custody arrangement. It was really fascinating because I had found out a couple days before that he had a warrant for his arrest. Oh, wow. Somehow, uh, such a shame the um you know the 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 marshals found out about that oh geez what a coincidence yeah it was really whew, what a shame. What? yeah that timing for him i know so we're sitting there having the the whole court kind of thing and boom the police walk in and, and they take him out in handcuffs and, you know, you just can't proceed if the person who filed the, the claim isn't there to proceed. So the whole thing was dismissed. Oh, geez. Divine yeah. intervention. I know. <laughs> For you. Yeah. Oh, that's so that's great. like the most petty thing I've ever done, but I was like, too bad, so sad. Yes. Too bad, so sad. And you rose to the occasion and life went on and you have this beautiful, child. Yeah. And it's been a year and change and a pandemic later and literally yeah. crickets. Yes. Uh, ah, ah. Your life has transformed completely. And you're not being pulled down, dragged down. Mm -hmm. Right. So you have this new leash on life 
Yes. And you have this huge coaching business now with hundreds of followers, great digital online presence, Facebook and LinkedIn. And I implore you all to go check out her website, salesschoolforentrepreneurs.com, because she puts it all together there, what her offering is. And so as a result of being pulled down and pulled down, I know that we all push against that one thing that's pulling us down to a new trajectory. And I feel like that's happened to me many times Mm -hmm. in my life. And sometimes I'm fighting against myself, but usually I'm pushing to greater heights and pushing myself just as this podcasting is not really my gig. I'm more like a props director type. Yep. So in any case, I I said to myself, no, people really don't know you. You're usually just hiding behind your little computer or the phone. Why don't you make something happen for others? And then, you know, that gave me the impetus to, okay, I can step out of my comfort zone. And you clearly have. What is the biggest thing that women are sort of blindsided about in developing their business in a monetary to monetize it. So with my women specifically, it really is, I'm writing permission slips all day long, you know, permission, yeah. Permission to say the thing is granted permission to show up as you are is granted permission to um, go after who you want is granted. I think the biggest there's, there's a couple big stumbling blocks and um, over time, I continue to refine how I approach it because my aim is let me identify the problem and then how can I give you the fat, like the closest thing to an easy button to get it solved. So one of the problems is um, how do I package my services, aka slice and dice my time? That's all it comes down to. Mm-hmm. How do I cut up my time to sell it to someone? Right. That's that's a number one problem. Uh, n- um, how, I'm not going to say that's the problem. That's how the, the problems are manifesting. Mm-hmm. How do I slice? Cause there's an underlying, right? But it's how do I slice and dice my time? AKA how do I package my product servicing or offering? Um, and then how do I price it? Yes. Those are the biggest things. So I've taken all of that out of the equation. Like, business school. Yes. Yeah. I teach what I've now uncovered as the invisible business model. I don't want my women thinking about those things. Uh, my women suffer from the Dunning-Kruger effect, which is the Dunning-Kruger effect is the smarter you are, the more intelligent you are, the more educated and uh, um, capable that you are, the less you think you are. Ah, uh, Yes, the inverse of, of reality at times. Yep. Because they're overthinking, they're overly critical. Um, they've got, they're tenacious and they've got role models that they just don't feel like they can match up to. Correct. They're constantly evaluating themselves to where they're not, okay. as opposed to where they've been yes. and who they're serving. Yes. You know, in the eye of a second grader, a third grader is God. Mm-hmm. So, my women don't see it like that. They're not good enough because we're overachievers. Yes. Well, a little, little bit. Yeah. A little bit. So, um, yes. So I just cut all of that, all of the things that they're struggling around. I really dissected it down to um, what, I, what I teach is the invisible business model. 
here's how you're going to package your time and your offering for your first 10 clients, your next 10 clients, right? Because my women want to have a one-on-one business. They don't want to scale to a million clients tomorrow. They want to, they want to coach. They want to do the thing. They want to serve. Yeah. They want to together. They want to work with their person. They want to, you know, hand-to-hand conversation, voice to voice. Um, so I I say, well, okay, for your next at least 10 clients. This is the path. Let's do, let's get paid to do market research. Your next 10 clients, this is how you're going to package. Yes. And this is where you're going to price things. Yes. And I, when it comes to pricing, um, I meet you where you are. So if you're selling your current packages, I make up numbers for $1.50. Mm-hmm. Cool then I want you to sell this next one for $1.50 because that's where you're comfortable. And then we're going to incrementally go up by then. I'm going to tell you, you're going to reach a point where you're going to soar because you're going to be sick of it, right? But you need to come up with that number because if I tell you what to charge, you're not going to believe it. And what people are buying is your confidence. Mm -hmm. And I guarantee you that when you sell it for $1.50, you're never doing that again. And at least the next time you're going to double your price to $3.00. Right. I mean, obviously I'm being facetious with the numbers, but right. I'm also not that far <laughs> off either. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine. And that's what's consistent with your business. And you had a question for me. Yeah. And that was. I wrote it down so I wouldn't forget. <laughs> ask me that because it pertains to this. I, I uh, It does. So, you know, unfortunately, I don't have the type of business where people are lining up saying, I have all this money. What do I do with it? Right. Yeah. They're not. It's a chicken and egg thing with sales. So I have, you know, there's a price to the program, obviously, and different times I run different specials, whatever. And 99% of the people who need me, I'll say 70% of the people who need me um, are in that chicken and egg flux where they've overspent on web design, marketers, social media people, bad business coaches, good business coaches that just didn't guide them correctly, whatever, They've gotten burned a couple times, they're depleted, or they're just like, I just can't. I, if I spend any more, I'm going to be at the fear threshold and then I'm not going to be able to operate because I'll be in fear. So there's a chicken and egg thing with money. Um, I am such a soft currency person. I fully believe that the right people always show up at the right time and the right place. And I am more committed to having, I work for testimonials and results like the way I'm going to get to a million dollars is by creating a pool of students who collectively have created a million dollars in revenue. Referral partners. Right. No, 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 not referral partners. No. That love that love you that maybe word of mouth. They'll also. No, 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 no. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying that the way I'm going to reach a million dollars in sales is by helping my sales school students take their businesses collectively one student at a time. Um, yeah. So that collectively my sales school students as a whole are generating a collective million dollars in revenue. Absolutely. Okay. I get it now. I have yeah. a different perception. Yeah. 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 So what they're doing well as a result, my business will continue to exponentially grow. So I am a hundred percent focused on them getting them results. I am in business for no other reason. What, what's the point of having a sales school if my people aren't making sales? Right, exactly. exactly. So 
this is where the conversation, the question to you came up is because I know when I have the right person in my world and I, the last thing I want is for the investment to be an objection. It's always a concern and it's always a conversation, um, but there's always a way to figure it out. So when I have that person that I know is ready, I want to get them in. And sometimes we need to be really creative in that. Some of the ways that I've been creative with people is we do graduated, uh, we do graduated payments. Um, I'm making up numbers, you know, whatever, just, you know, for conversations like a dollar 50, right? So what I mean by a graduated installment is, you know, the first three months you're at a hundred dollars a month, right? And this is not the plan, but I'm just, again, making things up. Right. The first three months you're at a hundred dollars a month. Right. The next three months you're at $200 a month and yeah. so on and so forth until we reach, you know, the agreed upon uh, investment for sales school. And the reason why is because you need to get in and there needs to be a dollar exchange for that. It is a business. Mm -hmm. And as you're doing the things, your business should be generating revenue so that you're able to pay more at a time and then not if, but when you're able to pay it in full, we'll have that conversation to meet you at a little bit of a reduced because you're paying sooner than whatever, which right. everyone I've done these graduated payment plans with always are able to pay more towards that amount by the second month. Wow. By the second month, they're not paying it off in the second month, but they're so appreciative that I've done this for them because nobody else out there is doing this. Right. It's a risk on my part. Yeah. You're scaling the pricing for them so that they can concentrate without worrying about it on growing their business and developing exactly. it. And here's the thing. If they're not making money, it's not working for them or they're not working it. Right. So then it's a mismatch. Right. And goodbye. Right. Don't find the home that's going to work for you. Exactly. We'll figure out what that needs to look well, like well, an exit strategy, but it's like. Right. Exactly. Exactly. There has to be like common sense and integrity in business, you know? So right. that's where I was like, I've played with PayPal and blah, blah, blahs and all these others to try to figure out how do I do, you know, cause, cause what I have right now, I'll just share totally honestly, what I have right now with those students I've done graduated plans with is, um, it's really an honor system. Uh, it's an invoice. Mm -hmm. And uh, some of them remember every month that no problem. Some of them I just send a quick email to every month, but it's an honor system, right? I mean, like everything in business is to an extent, but that's labor intensive, not scalable. Blah, blah, blah. So is uh, there a way? It's, yeah, it's time. Yeah. To so, so, Oh, payment wizard. <laughs> oh, knower of all things payment processing. How or is this possible uh, in the payment world? Right. So to, I, I love everything automated. So I can concentrate yeah. on doing other things with my right. business, as should be payment processing. Electronic payment processing um, with, uh, you can find a complimentary software online what they call a virtual terminal so you're not using a credit card machine you're just going to a payment portal and setting up payment plans for individual susan smith a hundred dollars for three months um 
month four to six, 150 or 200. But you can have various plant payment plans set up at the same time and um, kick in after so many months when that month is, is targeted uh, for their growth and for their success. So I'd set it up. I always say so. I always pick on Sally. I'm going to get a student one day named Sally and she's going to think I'm talking about her, but she's just my go-to name, right? We all have our go-to names. So I set up Sally uh, January 1st, 2nd, January 1st, February 1st, March 1st to charge her card $100 each month. So then what you're saying is I would set up a second yes. payment plan and start it March 1st or whatever the next month is, April 1st, because I'm smart. Uh, <laughs> April 1st, blah, 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 blah. Right. So I would set up a staggered, instead of one payment plan that graduates, right. I would do multiple payment plans mm -hmm. effective. And I can, I can set her up now for the first billing to be June 1st. Right. Your operations manager would actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Melissa, yeah we're sure. going to train Melissa. Yep. To do that for you on your behalf. I know you've got other people working for you, but I know what you mean by me, my company, you know, right. that kind of thing. Um, but uh, yes, yeah, she's going to get trained or you, you, I'll train you and then we'll train her so that you'll see how it works and how easy it is. And then if a, a credit card expires or there's insufficient funds that day, we can set up alternative plans like, um, yes, you'll get notified by email if there's an, um, if the card is expired or if there will take a partial payment if that's what you know, you and the client decide to do, um, you can, I can train you on to take the least expensive card, which is often a debit check card, which can be like a half a percent out the door for you. Um, these are the things that you want to talk to a payment uh, professional about yeah. instead of just saying, Oh, I kind of know that. Well, there's over like 160 different rates to uh, manage. And, you know, even at, um, Time has passed and I'm like, for instance, um, if you have a client that uses a business American Express card, um, have at it because that card is lower with the companies that, you know, the company I work for. So um, that's the best, that's the best strategy is to go with somebody that has easy and inexpensive software that is scalable for you to grow and for your clients to grow with you. So can I, um, can I ACH through the platform too? Yes. Add check processing. You can add pay, uh, PayPal. Um, you can add all major card brands, you know, uh, Visa, MasterCard. Oh, I can add PayPal. PayPal. For them to pay. H, yes. Yes. Here's why I just have to give a, a props to PayPal for a minute. Um, they started as a company that was anti-loans um, and then market crashed and they had to kind of revisit that, that thinking. Um, I have to say I love PayPal because when you, um, I teach my students to set up on PayPal because they are running one to two transactions a month tops. Wow. 
It's the easiest thing for them to learn. I don't want them to, they don't need multiple, they don't, they're not having transactions to the point they're, they're, they'll graduate to you, right? But where they are now is I teach them to use PayPal. And in the early days, this is where it's really beneficial. PayPal has this kind of system set up where um, you're kind of building credit with them, every transaction that you build through them. And then it makes you eligible for working capital. Yes. Well, we do that already. Oh, you do? The company I work for has uh, works with Lendio and Lendio will set you up with 75 different lending institutions and lines of credits for you. So we, you're, you're going to build credit because we're going to have your credit card processing history on file. And we do that quickly and smoothly 24 48 hour lending process so it's sort of a misnomer that they're sort of got the edge on that uh, you want to go with a company that is sort of like um has broker but doesn't charge the fees for it to yeah. all these different lending arms and lines of credits available yeah. at your fingertips yeah so one company you want an all-in-one company that can do like let's just say you're doing one of your um events again um for women of an audience of a thousand and you're going to need to collect payments for your books yeah uh, for your programs because you're offering a special you want mobile processing on your tablet and phone as well right um and so forth so you want one processor that so it's not piecemeal you can easily reconcile and you can also tie it back to your quickbooks if you wanted to awesome. I mean, it's an all-in-one as you you grow we just add on um the different technologies that you may so desire so, so it's like building does your platform make sense for my clients who are uh, just learning how to get like their first 10 clients? Absolutely. I mean, I can make sure that I price, but if they're doing more like a thousand dollars a month in total credit card volume, we may not be the best avenue for them, but right. if we're going to ramp up quickly, I would say yes. So it all depends upon the average credit card transaction and how many, you know, a day, a week, a month, and, you know, because they don't want to go, you know, start with one company and then go with another and not have a tie to QuickBooks. So it's the value of growing with one payment processor. How valuable are they going to sort of say stay small and do more in credit cards and do more ACH check card processing? We can have that conversation and see what's the best fit for them. You know, um, I do a ton of expense reduction work. So as your Yankee penny pitcher, I'm going to look to see, okay, here are the cost benefits and what this is in your best interest. Yeah. And keep it simple. And so that they can get on with their business. Mm. Find the best solution for them for the first month, three months, six months, a year. And um, we'll have a, that quick conversation and get them going. Awesome. Yes. So I understand you may have a wonderful takeaway because our time is coming close to an end. And I want to hear more about your um, takeaways for the audience, tips, um, things to go to your site for, uh, you name it. Yeah, so I mean, you had mentioned the Sales School for Entrepreneurs. Obviously, that's the flagship program. That's where, you know, all, all the good stuff happens. Um, but before that, you know, you've got to make sure you're a right fit in the tribe. We've got a ton of free content on the outside because 
I love to give. Um, so our tribe on the outside um, is called the 120K Club. So it's the number 120, the letter K dot club. Um, and the reason it's called that is because 120K, you know, six figures is like the, everyone wants to get to six figures. Here's why no one's getting to six figures. Six figures is not a number. Right. There's six figures is not a number. Heroes. Right. There could be, there, it's not a target. Really? It's not a target. Yeah. The entrepreneurial minimum wage is 120,000 annually. Breaks down a really easy math. 10,000 a month. And the business model I teach is really designed to get you there very, very quickly. So that's where it's the 120K club. Business is math. Yes. So it is. Everything that's in there is, um, it's a great community. Um, and we do weekly trainings. We've got a lot of conversations going on right now. I've got to ask me anything thread that's like super long. and I'm loving it. Yeah. Um, so a lot of really rich stuff happens in there. We've got a whole library of content. So I don't joke around when it comes to that, because if you need more support, it's the sales school, right? But you've got to know if you're in the right tribe or not. And that's, that's where we all get to take each other for a test drive. Oh, I love that. Okay. So ladies, gentlemen, get to her site right away. Selling with service sales school for entrepreneurs, plural.com. And um, there's lots of takeaways there. You need to um, connect with Liz as soon as possible. And um, do you have a hotline number you'd like to give out or is email better? Uh, Liz, uh, I, I, say, I would say 120K Club is the best. The 120K.club is the, the best place to go. Okay, let's start there, ladies. Okay, yep. well, thank you, Liz, very much for your valuable time. Thank you. And I really um, have enjoyed this authentic conversation with you. And this yes, has been awesome. Super helpful. And good. So I'll talk with you on the other side, and um, good luck today in all your endeavors. Thank you, love. Boy. Ciao. Thank you for joining us on this episode of Success Street. Each week, Success Street brings you the latest trends in essential business operating solutions, including conversations with industry leaders, reviews of emerging technologies, and discussions of innovative tools and techniques. If you'd like to hear other episodes of Success Street, go to ewnpodcastnetwork.com. This podcast is also available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and most of the other major podcast sites. You can go to www.successstreet.net to learn more and receive special offers. So until next time, we're pleased to offer you this vital information and hope you join us again on Success Street. Thanks for listening. This is the EWN Podcast Network.